Are they in person? Are they in person with the banner? Holy did they, shit. Did, did they take COVID tests? Did they take over? <laughs> it's the all day everyday show with all day AJ and Manny Ruffin, man. Come on. Part of the Vendetta Sports Media Podcast Network. Producer Christian Lathrop, Manny Ruffin. My name is Alex Jacobs. Let's go, fellas. Look where we are. Look where we are. We are in person. Finally, we have the best goddamn mics in the game. We got a cloud lifter. And here's the thing. Did we not warn you? We said, you will see. You will see the changes. And you know, here, Alex, I thought you were saying a little too much on the last podcast, but you, yeah. might, you, might, you might have threw the right so little, little the, pieces and buttons the there. The foreshadowing. We have three lights on us, three cameras on us. What? We got the boy Christian on a TV right what? now. This is crazy. I look good. Let's go, boys. That boy do look good. That boy do let's look have, good. And that boy do sound today. good. That Get boy. the fuck out of here. I've never sounded better in my life. I must have hit Hell yeah. or something. So today, <sighs> today we have Joe Bodybags Piper. Piper, excuse me. Um, he is a new and upcoming MMA fighter. Cannot wait to see what he does uh, in, in this world of UFC MMA, the baddest dude on the fucking planet. He's from our area. He actually went to the same high school that Manny and I graduated from. So to have Joe Body Bags Pfeiffer here is unreal. So we'll have 15 to 20 minutes with him, and then we're going to get some insight on Andrew McCutcheon from Christian. We love the things that he said in his tweet after himself firing himself up. So cool to see that there. And then we're going to get into DK Metcalf running that that 100-meter dash. So uh, we got a lot to do, but I'm very excited. I will say, as I see Body Bags Pfeiffer, that's his Zoom thing. That's kind of funny. Body Bags Pfeiffer in the Zoom. Uh, he will be joining in just a minute. But what's crazy is I graduated college college yesterday. And you can see this. Everybody see this? Where's the camera? Slow class for my man. Slow class for my man. <laughs> I fucking here. did it, man. I fucking did it. So it was crazy. I did a drive-thru. I was on a 38-seater trolley. Um, and it was. I'm just so thankful, man. I was crying yesterday. I mean, it was just so, I'm so grateful. It was such a great, crazy, great day. Um, I mean, I, I literally am still speechless. I shouldn't be here. And I keep saying that to myself all the time. I had two years in this major of doing this stuff. Like, I shouldn't be here. I don't know. It's, I still am just speechless, honestly. So I'm just so thankful to be where I am. I obviously be, to be doing bro, this with you, bro. Speaking about goddamn speechless and thankful, bro. Shout out my man, Jerry, and shout out Kenny, mm, bro. Mm. Yesterday. Hell yeah, dude. Which, if you guys are watching, bro, what you guys did for us yesterday was absolutely unreal, Thank man. You guys. I literally, I came home from the gym. I didn't check my phone for two hours. Just <sighs> casually checked the podcast, Twitter. I see I get a notification right when I open Twitter. It's Jerry shouting us out. I, bro, I was like, sucks. what, bro? Sucks. Ten minutes later, he shouts us out again. And then Kenny replies to it. I mean, the love we got was insane. Hopefully, we have a lot of new listeners right now. I mean, we appreciate every yeah, single one right, of you man. so much, man. Like, we're, we're grinding hard for you guys, as you see. We're changing locations, getting That's the right. lighting right. We got three cameras. This is all for y'all, man. I hope you guys are are, gonna, are with us for this whole journey because this is really just the beginning. That's right. I mean, we have we've put in so much like behind the scenes, and even like you, your tweet that you said to them, even if they are here for the giveaway. Just and just the giveaway. Just that's to, fine. That's fine. Thank you for fucking being just here. Just hitting have, the follow button. Anything. We have 200 followers on Twitter. <laughs> Remember when at the very beginning of this, when we literally said, hey, uh, 200 might be too much of a, of a stretch. That might be and too big And I said F it. And we were like, you know what? Let's F do it. it. Let's right? do it. Believe in the yeah, people. Boys. 
So, but it doesn't matter. We got we got so much going on here, though, that the people that are here for the giveaway, I got no issue. I think right. we're going to oh. convince their asses to yeah, stay dude, very fast. Stay because we got so much shit coming. Yo, I very hate to fast. put you boys in the spot, but I was even feeling really good. Like Santa Claus yesterday with all the love. I was like, do we up it to a $100 gift yeah. card for the new like, I don't know. Come on. We that can't might be a conversation we have to have. Yeah, yeah all fair, all fair. Little, little behind all the fair. scenes bullshit. Might have to talk to my uh, accountant. I don't know if you yeah. can clear that. Decision. See if we could slide I got to get my financial advisor to see if I have that in the back of I haven't talked to Bob in like three weeks. He's probably upset me right now. <laughs> All right, so let's get this thing rolling. So Joe's going to come in here, um, and we're going to have a great chat with him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's connecting to the audio. Hold on one second. Body bags. Body bags. There he is. The king. The king. You the baddest are... dude on the fucking planet. <laughs> Joe is. Body Bags fucking Piper in the house. What's up, my man? Thanks for the time today. Appreciate you. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How you guys doing? Sorry about that. I uh, was in there, and then it wasn't. It didn't join, so yeah. then I hopped off, and then yeah, got no, back in. I just uh, we were, I was, I was talking about. I graduated from Widener yesterday, so I was getting in my sentimental bag, just talking about that kind of stuff. So then, <laughs> uh, then, then we got you in here. But um, you know, we just want to talk with you about how everything's been. Um, I'll just kind of start here, um, just with obviously with the injury and everything. How has how that mental toughness that you've had throughout this entire journey of of getting yourself back healthy? How has that built your your mental toughness? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's been anything that kind of is built. I think you either have it or you don't. Um, it's just an experience that I'm going through. I've always had a mental toughness. I've been through a lot worse than, uh, than breaking my arm, um, you know, just That's in personal serious. life and uh, growing up from the background that I grew up in. Um, but, you know, I mean, it definitely has shaped me in a, in a, mental, in a mental way because I have been inactive physically from uh, the sport for the longest time in my life. So, um you know, it's been growing. I got a second surgery about two weeks ago now, too, yep, yep. and uh, which a lot of people didn't know about. But I got I got a second surgery um, and two surgeries later, you know, so there's no more surgeries after this. And uh, what is is what is. And uh, I think what's meant to be is meant to be. And I, I think that's me and, and this fighting shit. So oh, fucking yeah. people's heads off. I mean, was that was that planned the entire time that you were going to have to do the second surgery? Because I know that was kind of in the dark. But was that planned um, the entire so way? No, it was it, what the second surgery was not planned. Um, I, I got the first surgery. Basically, long story short, um, it was a dislocation, a broken ro- uh, radial head, um, which is in your your elbow um, in the joint, and uh, it's what helps you rotate your hand left to right. And um, they wind up doing the first surgery. I had tore the ligaments off the bone. I tore my forearm, broke the radial head, and uh, you know. They, they fixed that up as best they could. So I wound up healing up, going to PT and doing all that. And um, I just couldn't get straight, man. My, my still, I'm still not straight. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a terrible injury. Um, so I, I couldn't get it straight. And uh, I was having pain. Like, I was getting back to full contact and training again And uh, after five, six months. And I just had crazy pain. Like, if I missed the pad or if I hyperextended my arm, I felt like I broke my fucking arm again. So... I went back to the same doctor that did the surgery the first time. And uh, I was like, look, man, like I got this crazy pain. And he was like, look, we can go and we can do another surgery, but your arm's going to be unstable, especially for what you do. We don't want to go back in there. But I was like, I wasn't convinced with that because I, I know my body and I know how I feel. And I was like, man, there's, there's something got to be else wrong. So I got a second opinion. I got a CT scan. There was bone growth behind my elbow that was stopping me from extending Damn. it. And um, I also still had a torn forearm. Um, 
And, uh, you know, they went in there and I got a second surgery. So they cut me on the inside as well as the outside now. And, uh, you know, um, they, uh, they released the anterior capsule, which is basically like a clear saran wrap around the muscle that keeps it tight as a joint. They cut that, um, on the one side to just free it up a little bit. And they removed some bone from behind the elbow. Um, you know, and they tried to get it as straight as they could without making any less uh, stable than it was. So that's where we're at now. It's fucking crazy, Unbelievable. Joe. You know what's wild too, man? I thought about it earlier when we were getting you on the show. I've known you for a long time, dude. Like just me and you personally. I feel like, how old were you when you first moved to media? I was you uh, like 16 when 16, I first came up right? to yeah. yeah, You were 16. 16. I was probably like 14, 13. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if you basketball. remember this. Yeah, exactly. Every day at that park, bro. Every day we play. You and your pop too. But I don't know if you remember the yeah. one day. Because you told us you were you were in a fight and all that. And I had my, my older brother. And he was probably like 22 at the time. You're probably 16. He's probably like 22, 23. And I thought my brother was some big, bad, tough guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I don't know if you remember, but he yeah. came up there and slap boxed you. And you knocked him I on do. his ass. You knocked him right on his ass. And that's when I knew, like, I think I think he tripped. I didn't really hit him hard. All right, we'll be nice to him. We'll be, we'll be nice. We'll be nice. Guy. Yeah, Look at we'll this be nice. Man. He's humble. We'll be nice. But like, that's yeah. when I knew you had the raw talent for that shit, bro. And the thing about MMA is, you were touching on it earlier. Like, a lot of people have the talent, but not everyone has that dog. Because you got to have that dog and you need to do it. And one thing that you need to have that dog for is the training. Because you're working out, you're in, you're hitting the pads, you're probably watching film on guys. Like, can you give us like a little? preview of that like process for you like what does it what does a day look like training for you for a fight yeah i mean uh as far as the day looking what it looks like for me training for a fight is i usually start my mornings at 5 a.m um wow. when i'm in training camp and uh i'm uh, i'm up at 5 a.m i'd be working with my coach at 6 a.m and i go home i sleep i wake up i'll go lift go home i sleep i wake up and then i go train train again wrestling or uh you know jujitsu or, or boxing like pad work and whatnot um so it was uh you know, not every day was a three a day. Sometimes it was just a two a day. Like I would get my morning Sometimes session. Sometimes it was just a two yeah. a day. And not every day yeah, is a three no. a day. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That you're even saying that. Um, I mean, look, man, look, it, it's it's uh, it's not as I can't say that it's not hard. It's very hard because it's uh, to to drain your body. I mean, the hardest part about it is like you go and you you lift legs real heavy, right? You know, your legs are fucked for four days. So that takes a lot out of you mentally. And then to wake up and then go and do it again, mm. let alone the same day. Um, you know, it, it does, it requires a lot of mental fortitude to stay healthy and, uh, motivated, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, once you get past that tired and fatigue point, that's when you really find out the kind of person that you are. So, um, like I said, I've been doing this shit since I was four and a half. I started in jujitsu and then I started boxing six, seven from my father. And, you know, as, as abusive as my background was, cause I'll tell you why I bet playing on the basketball court, you wouldn't have thought it was as bad as it was. Right. And, uh, so, you know, uh, I wound up running away from home in the midst of all that. So, and uh, never went back. So, I think that's where like the mental toughness really kind of started from there. You touched on that at the beginning, too. But I mean, like Manny said, I mean, you really, there's, you got to have that for this type of shit. So, is there kind of uh, any type of update when we might be seeing you back in? I know, again, second surgery and then all this PT that you got to go through. Is there maybe some type of plan where you think you'll be back there ready to go? Yeah, um, I mean, there, there's no set date or anything like that, but I've been in contact. I'm, I'm under a great manager uh, and Lloyd Pearson, who's with Vayner Sports. Um, Gary V and his brother own it. Um, and we have like uh, 
the ex-UFC heavyweight champ, Stipe Mochitz is under us, uh, okay. Tony Ferguson, oh, uh, Chris okay. Weidman, Eddie Alvarez. So yeah. we have a lot of big guys. Um, and uh, But anyway, that's my manager. And, um, you know, me and him have stayed in contact and we've talked. Um, you know, thankfully, the UFC has paid for all this shit with my surgeries and whatnot oh, wow. and uh, PT and whatnot. So it pays to get hurt in the UFC, that's for sure. So, <laughs> Fucking um, better, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I'm looking to fight at the end of the summer. Um, I, that's what I'm campaigning for, but I'm also looking to fight when I'm ready, when I feel like I'm better than I was. You know what mm. I mean? So uh, right now I've been pretty physically inactive. And then when I came back, I was I joined a new team um, in North Philly. I joined Daniel Gracie's of uh, North Philly. And I'm um, under John Marquez and Daniel Gracie now. Um, you know, me and my other coach, Sam Morpisa, will work intermittently. We're still cool and all. Um, it's just I needed to get to that next level. And uh, he was on board with that. So I made a team switch. And uh, look, man, it's going to – I don't have a set date because I don't know um, when I'm go- my arm's going to feel 100%. So when that feels 100%, I- I'm ready to fight, man. Yeah. So, um, you know, I also got to get my body back. Uh, I'm down 20 pounds. Um and I haven't, I have had as hard as it, the hardest part about all this has been fucking staying still yeah. um, and, not, and not lifting and not running and not using my arm the way I, I want to use my arm uh, because it really put me back even further in the long run if I, if I don't listen to what they say. So uh, I'm hoping by the end of the summer, um, if not, definitely by fall, I'll, I'll be back in there. So before the end of the year, I expect to be fighting again and I'm at hundred percent back to fighting. So. Bro, we're so happy to see you out there. You know, it's it's crazy. Like, it doesn't it, it hasn't really like it's set in for me when I saw you on that fight card that you were in the UFC. Yeah. But like, it still had it's it's so cool, man. Like, cause I'm such a fan. You know, I'm, I'm not I'm not in the UFC. So the question I have for you is like, do you still get that that kind of like fan mm. mentality when you watch guys? Like, who like can, who are your favorite fighters right now? If you have any, or are you just uh, locking on I yours? Mean, so I don't, I'm not, I don't get, uh, I don't get overtaken by like the giddies or, you know, being like, I'm, I'm a fan of the sport. I love the sport. I mm-hmm. watch it every weekend. I bet on it every weekend. Oh yeah, he does. <laughs> ah, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I lose a fuck ton of money. I'll win a fuck ton of money. So I, uh, I, I but I, I, but I love fights, man. I'm, I'm a fan of the sport and always have been since a kid. Um, uh, as far as who I'm a fan of, I love Conor McGregor, man. Um, mm. I love Conor McGregor. I love John Jones. I love, mm. Uh, I always love watching Khabib. Um, I, I love, I think Michael Chandler uh, is one of the best lightweights out there. Mm-hmm. I love watching him, been following him since he fought uh, a, a good mentor and friend of mine, Eddie, um, when he was the Bellator champ. Yeah. So, I mean, I have a shit ton of people I'm fans of, and, you know, like I, like I, I admire their career um, and, and I admire them in the fighting aspect. Like mm-hmm. everybody will say their shit about connor and everybody will say their shit about john jones but connor brought fighters pay to another level that it was never at um he showed you that you become a multi-millionaire through the opportunities of fighting not necessarily through fighting but the opportunities that fighting provides who you know and it's all about who you know so um john jones i mean man i think uh he's the epitome of a complete fighter i just I don't, I don't give a fuck what anybody says about him having close fights. That guy is the best pound for pound over anybody. I think he's the number one. Put his personal shit with the his yeah. personal life. Put that shit to the side. Put the whole Pictogram bullshit about him getting popped. Put yeah. that to the side. He's the greatest uh, mixed martial artist that there's ever been. So, 100%. yeah. And you, uh, you touched on betting on those fights. I think what was crazy for me, just being a fan, because I remember seeing you in in uh, Will Harmon's room. I would be struggling with my fucking math test and you come in there 
with Dave Stevens bullshitting. Um, so to see, to see, you know, your progression and everything, what really kind of hit it for me was when you were in that contender series fight and I saw your name on fucking DraftKings and I could bet yeah, on bro. Joe Piper to fucking win. Yeah, like bro. that was unreal. Like, cause you like, you, you know, know that person. I was a fucking underdog. Yeah, know, bro. We hammered it. We hammered I it. hammered it. I'm like, this is a fucking, this is, we're, we're going to rob DraftKings. This is a joke. And I, I know, um, I, I know a lot of people that dropped a lot of money on me and obviously they lost it. Um, but, uh, like I didn't, I, I think anybody that watched that fight knew I was winning. Dude, you're uh, kicking his ass. I was just starting out. Like I was just creeping it up. Like I didn't start out real hot. I started out slow because the entire game plan for that fight was to start slow and fast, start slow and fast. Mm. And uh, I made a mistake of, you know, there was no fans for the first time. So, I, you know, I quarantined. I felt amazing. I felt great. The weight cut, I cut 30 pounds. I was 220. I came down to 85. I was in the best shape of my life. I, I felt, um, but, uh, you know, I made a mistake by going for a guillotine and he lifted me and I posted my hand out. You know, I wrestled in high school. Obviously you guys know, um, I wrestled in high school. I was super successful wrestling in high school and, uh, I've landed that way a thousand fucking times in my life. And it just so happened that it broke, man. I thought I felt poor. Um, and, uh, you know, it is what it is. I couldn't have done anything about that. So, you know, um, I didn't hang my head low. I, I still don't hang my head low. Like I know I'm a, I know I'm no I'm I'm my name's already out there. It's not yeah. like I got to fight to exactly. get my name back. You're going to be there. I, if I got to take a warm up fight to get back in, sure, if they give me another contender series, I'll do whatever the fuck I got to do. Um, you know, you put a bum in front of me, I'm going to put him to sleep. Uh, you can't put me against a bum and expect me not to finish him. We're riding we're riding body back to the moon, baby. Yeah. Cuz that was that was what was crazy for me is like you you like you were an all-star all-star wrestler. I'm like you just had to, you know, get the hands right, get the boxing hands right and then seeing these videos of you just hitting these dudes in the fucking jaw and they're just dropping i was about to say bro i I, i'm gonna be scared just like being out of out of all i've seen a i've seen a good bit of your knockouts coming up and they're they're vicious bro like i don't know if you killed a couple guys i was concerned for a couple dudes i specifically the one dude the tall guy in the dreads what you did to him i don't know if you know exactly what i'm talking about but i thought he died i thought you killed that man what's your favorite (laughs) knockout bro um that's that's an easy one because I have I have a favorite knockout. Oh, um, look at that! My favorite knockout was my pro debut, um, mm. where I mounted the kid and I just kept hitting him in yeah. the face. Already out, but I just kept hitting him. And, uh, <laughs> I just like the thing that people don't realize is like even when I was slap boxing at 16 years old, like I never I never I never wanted to hurt people. Like I, I wanted to box and I wanted I wanted to, you know establish myself like i always wanted to test myself and test myself and test myself like and i grew up competing i started competing at five years old in jiu-jitsu tournaments so it was like i was never the biggest dude i was never the strongest guy um and uh you know i have had i've been boxing since i was seven eight years old i might not have been it, it was from my dad who boxed um growing up and um my boxing was better than a lot of guys that were fighting as an amateur and i was only seven years old and uh, as far as the knockout power, man, I, I, I've always had knockout power. I was 16 years old slugging it out with grown men with, mm-hmm. with 16 out gloves on. Um, and I was always either getting my ass beat because I was so undersized um, or I was learning how to survive and take a beating. So I took more beatings than I've ever given them. 
And that's what people don't know. I didn't come out from nowhere. This was, I'd been saying it since high school. I was going to fight. This is what I wanted to do. Blah, 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 blah. It took me a little bit of time because I, I wound up getting with the wrong girl and just kind of being around the wrong friends and, you know, um, you know, nothing ever drug related or anything along that, but just, you know, loyalties and fucking being around the wrong friend group where I would have probably fought right out of high school. But, you Facts. know, fear, fear stops people from doing shit sometimes. And uh, I had to get over that fear. So right about like 20, 21 years old, I quit my fucking job and car got repossessed, phone got shut off. And I said, fuck it, here we go. I know what I that have in my so heart. I love that because bro. that's that win now mentality. It's not only that, you're all in or you're all fucking out. We're kind of in that same, we kind of have that same mindset too, where no we're shit. all in or we're out. We got, we got three cameras on us. We got a lighting kit on our faces right now. Like we're literally with the banner behind us. We're literally all in or all out. Um, yeah. So, uh, but I know, I, I know you're at work and everything. So that's all the time we got for you today, but man, we really, really fucking appreciate it. I know I've been bugging your ass for fucking like Facts. five probably months. got 20 my, messages from know, both of us. For, from <laughs> us, but, um, we really appreciate it, man. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely be staying in touch with you with, with, throughout this entire journey with, uh, with everything you got going on. So thank we love you, thank you bro. So Support much. you. And of course, yeah, you guys, you guys got a nice little, little, uh, gig going on there, man. So stick with it. Um, Appreciate that. Yeah. My bad on fucking responses, man. I get, I get blown <laughs> I know, up. Well, yeah, you're you good, bro. Better. Yeah. You're good, bro. We'll be in touch. Bro, I live a simple, I live a simple life. I'm an old man. I, I go and I work on cars. I'm sitting around a bunch of cars right now. I, know. Crazy. <laughs> I work on, I work on cars. I ride my bikes. I, I, I fucking built my, my cars, my, my Corvette, my Camaro, and you know, that's what I do outside of fighting. Live life how you therapy. fucking want to live it, bro. That's how it's supposed to be. Uh, I'm in the fast lane for sure. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you, Joe. Okay. We Thank appreciate you so it much. much. We'll be in touch. You take care, man. Yeah, wow, guys. Holy shit. God, Dude, that me the fuck up, bro. Let's go. Great interview, boys. Let's fucking go, bro. What a guy. Christian back in the club. What's that's up, man? Crazy. Jesus, we doing? bro. I've Why are we still fucking for, doing this, dude? I've fucking known that hyped for up. a long time. I'm not in there for a long. That's just crazy that, to see, bro. man. Dude, it's like it's unreal. Like, like the people that we're like able to be in contact with is just ridiculous. We're so fucking lucky to know these people. And then you know we're building that portfolio of our connections and these people that can help build us up. I mean, it's it's it goes hand in hand here. You know, we we get to we get to have Joe as, as one of our big time guests, and that boosts us. And then hopefully down the road, where we're in that position where we can you know get him on where we're big time, and then we can boost him again. You know, What's it's it? just it's so fucking crazy we're so fortunate i mean this just goes goes back to my beginning point where i'm like i never want to take fucking this shit for granted because like dude like we have and we talked about it in the beginning we have kenny and jerry shouting us out we didn't tell them to do that we bro, didn't tell them to even, do that like thank you guys again if you're still watching yeah, jerry dude. kenny like my boys where the cameras there they are <laughs> so but yeah so let's go um that was amazing. Let's go to my shorts are looking. Speaking of the Joe, Joe mentioned something about the fast lane. Speaking about the goddamn fast lane, DK Metcalf. Are we gonna go, we want to go DK. Right, let's at go DK. Six four. Uh-huh. What two thirty five? Mm. Runs in a hundred meter Olympic trial, the Golden Games. Yep. Runs at ten three seven. Now, people that aren't familiar with track, a ten three seven is an elite time. Like if you're not, you're you know not what is crazy though? Olympic gold medalist, but you're elite. He got fifth at that time. Like, was it? I'm, I think. Like, did, I think he, he, no, he, he placed. I'm, I'm nope, pretty sure it was last. I'm pretty sure it was last. Fifteenth. He placed fifteenth uh, out of seventeenth, which is crazy. So about second that. to last. Yeah, but okay, you guys so need to understand that's that crazy. this, that's this not, proves that U.S. or any country Olympic runners are a different breed of human bro, being. What? Like, Dude, like, like you, you know, bro. The thing, it did, the thing it did for me though when I watched that, right? I'm like, oh. Uh, 
DK Metcalf is going against the most elite of elite runners in the world, right? Yeah, bro. That we had to offer. He's right with them. I gained a newfound respect for corners that I've ever had in my life. Mind you, I played corner growing up. That was my spot. So I already had a respect for him. You get older, you play man-to-man defense. And safety. You, and every fucking position. All right, field, a, little okay. ga- a little gas. A little gas. Appreciate my boy. <laughs> you mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the present. Oh, yeah. I got a new I got a newfound respect for corners. The more I play the position, the more I play man to man coverage. You realize how hard it is and how technically good these guys are. And then just imagine like against a guy like DK Metcalf. Guy Tyreek Hill's probably burning DK Metcalf yeah. in that race. Yeah. Think about a guy like John Ross ran a four two four. Did you see what Cheetah said? He was like, I I I'm in my my off season weight. You know he's he's, he's too. And fat. he probably would run a he probably run he, a. Uh, I I listen. My track guys apologize to me, but would. Tyreek Hill running like a 10-1, 10-2, I can't see him not. 10 flat, maybe? I don't it's, know how wild that is. It's just such a different sport. I yeah, mean, even right. DK said it you're himself. Right. These are these are world-class athletes. I mean, but DK was yeah. right. This you think DK living. was right there. And Cheetah yeah. is mu- like much faster, but much faster, if you get what I'm saying, than, than yeah. DK Metcalf is. Yeah. I don't. If you even want to look at it a different way, you think about this, you think Metcalf was right there with those world-class athletes in running. And then on top of that, DK can do that catch the ball, Take get hit. hit over the middle, jump over somebody, you know, spin move, juke move, all that combined into a 10 with, you know, a 10.3700 meter. It's insane, bro. It's absolutely like, it's, I can't even like it's you got to give these track people, athletes. People got to like put that put that in perspective of like what these athletes that we watch can do, man, because they're getting bigger, faster and stronger by the air. And you kept yeah. hearing that when you're you kept hearing that when you're younger, but you're like, all right, whatever. But then you get older, you're like these guys are actually really getting bigger, stronger and faster, dude. It's ins- it's absolutely And they're insane. all multi-sport athletes. All of them. All of them. All of them. All of them. I think, I think, think it's crazy. D- I don't know DK, athletes. I don't know DK's background, but I mean, he had to run track in college, right? 100%. He, they said he trained for the week, but I mean, his he looked like he really knew what the fuck he was doing. Like, obviously, trained for a week with the top guys, you're gonna figure it out. You're a world class athlete, but I mean, the, uh, these guys are all multi sport guys. Did you run at Springton Lake Middle School? Didn't yeah, you I, did. Run? I, I did. I did too. I ran we, track in high school. Uh, we, we made the uh, Penn Relay trials. Hell yeah! You guys, was, who was, was it? Was it was you? It was Lansbury. Bro, that group was fast. I don't know if those boys no, are watching, it was, but it was Evan Wildermuth starting it, fast as hell. I was second. I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. DK 100% ran track. You guys don't remember the uh, the classic picture of him up against one of oh, yeah. standing next to one of his, yeah, his teammates. Yeah. You know, DK's got almost, you know, five inches on this kid and, you know, his biceps are the size yeah, of this kid's yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Physique is yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. No, yeah, um, he definitely ran track. No question there. So it was it was you. No, it was Evan. Well, this is middle, eight, what was eighth grade track. It was you. Uh, Evan Wilderman started. Then you and then wasn't Lansbury in that? Lands and then Mark Ullman. Mark Ullman. And then shot and then and my man Gunnar Centrone, who's fast as hell. Like I'm pretty sure he was faster than me, but he was our alternate. Like that team was nuts. Yeah, because I remember that's why I was like, you know, you were talking about him knowing what you're doing, and I'm like, well, you know how to like set up and where you put your barely. Feet I was that. out there. I was out there wild, bro. I was just running for the fun of it. I didn't. I didn't know what yeah. the hell I was doing. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know. I I learned the 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 intricacies of track that year, and that was eighth grade track. Not even really serious. And, Got a lot of respect for those guys, bro, because that's not a sport that's for the faint nah. of heart or anything like that. It's, it's my thing is like in, in terms of like playing sports and stuff. Like I want to be running to like do something. Like, right. I'm running away from someone. I'm trying to make somebody miss. I'm shooting something or whatever. Like I don't want to just run to run. Like, but bro, then, you got to learn how to. You got to learn. So I mean, my mom is talking to me. And she's like, "Well, that's a different type of competitive because you're like, oh, I want to beat the person next to me. Like, yeah, I, of course I want to do that. But like." I also want to have a ball and like make somebody miss or right. like do shit like that. You know what I mean? Like right. 
And you play football, so you understand that. Right. Um, but yeah, so let's go to um, pull up that that Kutch tweet. Uh, my guy, Kutch I want to, and, and I'm a Yankees fan, and I'll start it right there. I'm a Yankees fan, so immediately when I saw this, this was the what was that the Sunday night game? Yeah, it was the yep. Sunday night baseball and ESPN with um, Braves Phillies, Braves Phillies, and, in Atlanta. Uh, he was he was mic'd up and he was wired and they were he was he hit his home run hit a bomb and, yeah bomb and they were showing what he was saying in the in the video he says you know I'm the best I'm the best and then he they ESPN like tweeted that and he quoted the tweet and he said this and this is why I really liked it he said I don't mean this in a cocky way but I've learned that you have to believe in yourself before anyone else can people will give up on you if you don't meet their expectations I will never give up on me self talk is the best talk let's get them Tuesday. Yup, bro. The thing that's what we that need for yep. baseball, boys. That's what, that's what need, we need. Yep. What you need from for baseball too, and like anyone watching this can take that because that's what you need for life, dude. Like you got to be confident in yourself, one hundred percent. Even doing a show like this, like I mean, I don't sit in the mirror and You're call myself exactly the best right. in the world, but you gotta, you gotta have that fucking mindset. No dude. one, no like, one's got you like you. No one's gonna facts. support you like you. So you gotta watch what you say to yourself, bro. I, I love seeing guys like. I mean, even in sports, when I played, I mean, even athletes watching this can attest. You miss a free throw, you drop a pass, you're like, come on, bro. Like, and if you maul somebody or or get an and one, you're like, oh, let's go. Like, no, you know, the, I think the you other have thing to about do it, it too, though, is I think it's part of like you want to have that that like almost that optimistic bias of yourself. Absolutely. You know, like in a, in a good way though, because like it's everyone's gonna say, you know, I'm the best at this, I'm the best at that, whatever. And when you're talking about yourself, but you almost want that optimistic bias of Absolutely. yourself, especially during this stuff. And like I like that so much because like I felt that when reading that tweet, I immediately hit that like button because I'm like, dude, like that hit me because I'm like, this is how I think about this. Mm-hmm. And then when I was walking across the stage yesterday, you know, I'm saying in my head to myself, I'm like, you fucking did this, you fucking did this, like you, like it's all in you, like it's in your head. You, you, like you said, you are your fucking biggest supporter. So just crazy thing like, about like baseball players too, self, like, dude. baseball players, you have to have that because if you're a really good hitter, you fail seventy percent of the time. Yeah. yeah. So you yeah. gotta and, and find crazy. ways. That's crazy, and that's a great thing to say. You gotta find ways to keep yourself up, man. Uh-huh. If you're a great hitter, you play 162 games. You might only hit 30 home runs. You gotta big yourself up. And like I'm saying, only that's a lot, but you gotta think about it in the grand scheme of things. 162 games, four at bats a game, give or take. It's a lot of at bats for 30 home runs. And yeah. A lot of people don't realize that that's a lot. But when you when you expect so much out of yourself, and you're a professional athlete, and you've been the best at everything you do your whole life, and you get to the league, and you're gonna get humbled. These dudes get humbled. Every day, you gotta have that voice in your head that's constantly picking yourself up, bro. That's why. And I let's love not forget, so guys. He McCutcheon's thirty-four years old. Got it. You know, McCutcheon's years, that his good years, it, his good years are behind him. I mean, he won the MVP in two thousand thirteen. Is a five-time All Star. Hasn't made it since fifteen. I mean, I think it's just impressive that he, even at thirty-four, with his, you know, the best part of his career behind him, um, he, still he can still keep this mentality. Yeah, yeah, you can still keep this mentality that, you know, it's fuck, it's me versus you. It's me versus you, and I ain't losing. Right. Exactly. And that's why, like, I don't know, just seeing that was just so, like, that shit's bigger than fucking baseball. That 100%. Like, and, you know, I, I think about it, like I said, like, I like to think about it when I was reading that about this, and then obviously graduating and everything. But more importantly, this, like, and I had to go back to it because we said it in the very, very beginning about where we are, where we're sitting. But we so we've been talking about this for fucking so long, but actually getting everything set. I mean, we've been doing so many fucking things behind the scenes where we want to get this stuff set. And then when it's actually here, you're like, wow, you did that. What's fucking next? 
what what yep. what's the next thing on the checklist that we're, we're now putting on there that we can do that we can say we did that okay what's next we're able to get bigger and bigger okay what's next like i just remember saying oh we, we were talking about going into you know you guys have seen that are that are watching you guys have seen the studio the small little studio in a closet that i have and manny and i had conversations of saying you know we have to go in there and do it but then now we're like we had different conversations where we're like oh let's pull it back let's 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 run that back a little bit and then actually try to build how we're actually going to do this where we're going to do this what we need you know a lot of planning this this and this so it's like it's just so surreal like you're actually here doing this and then you know, obviously just being so fortunate and lucky to be doing this, but like, it's not that I'm lucky. It's not that we're lucky because we fucking worked for that. We put in that work and we fucking believed in ourselves. So that's why like that, that tweet that he had literally just hit me to a whole nother level of obviously what we're doing here and and what I want to do. Because like I said, college is over man. Like I don't have any classes, nothing like this is what I'm doing. This is my life. And it's funny. From what you said, like we were debating about doing the show in the closet and McCutcheon picking himself up and all that. And now we're out here, all, all that culminates together. Just think bigger, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? You think bigger, bro. Anything's possible if you put the work in. I mean, I'm sure Angie McCutcheon, there was a point where <clears throat> he was just another kid in the States playing baseball, just like the millions of kids across the world that play baseball. And like, there's those doubts that come in your head. Like, damn, like, can I make it to MLB? Yeah. Like, can I really do this shit? And you just got to like, I think you just got to think bigger. I think that's like probably, honestly, step number one for any athlete, any athlete, any creative, any podcaster, YouTuber, whatever you do, bro. Just think bigger, because the world is really your oyster, man. If you if you're willing to pay the cost to for what you want to do, because God damn it, I slept about two hours in the last thirty six, thirty two, thirty six yeah, hours. Bro, probably slept about this three man hours. Is working overnight shifts, public safety at a university, and this man's just coming here on no fucking sleep to do this. Talk about like grind time. Think bigger. Like throwing the sleep out the window. Think bigger. You know, that's so, all. So that I think that's a that's a great way to end the show there at the forty ninth give or take uh, minute. Um, you know, again, Very we just want to say, you, you know, we're trying. <laughs> um, I just want to say that you know I'm I'm very thankful. We are both are very very thankful for everyone that is here with us. Uh, you know, across this as we go across this entire entire journey. Um, you know, we're so thankful for everyone here. We're growing at a fast rate. And I don't think we talked about this too. I don't think we thought it was going to go as fast as it's going. Uh, and I don't know if like, I'm not trying to say, oh, you know, we're going 100 well, miles well, an hour Alex, down the goddamn Alex, there's, highway. There's, there's, a big re- there's, a, there's a specific reason why I said when we first made this giveaway, like, bro, we're doing it at 200 followers. I saw it. And it low key came, like, it came right on time. Be it honest. did. It came it did. right no, on time. No, literally it fucking did because... I mean, look, like our very first show and we're in person. So I think the other part of that is like we're taking it seriously. So nice. we're, this shows that we're taking it even more serious than we were just, you know, on a on a Zoom. Nice. Um, but you can follow our podcast, Twitter, you know, all the new guys here at ADED podcast. And um, you know, you'll get a lot of some updates on sports stuff, you know, all those giveaway stuff, anything like that, all on the Twitter. And then um, for clips and other related content, maybe pictures of what the studio looks like now. I guess we can call it a studio. Um, you know, with other mics and everything. Area 51. Area 51. Um, that is at ADEDpod on Instagram. You'll see clips, see some pictures of this. Many of them want to start throwing pictures of like us on there and treat it as like 
you know, a two-man Instagram so it's not just locked down on, you know, fucking, like, just regular pictures. You know, because we are real people, man. We do real yeah, life we're things. we're not trying to be on this robot. You know, sometimes thing. I hit the golf ball. You know, I did golf yesterday, by the way. I didn't want to go on a tangent, but I played, like, absolute poop. My dad kicked my ass for the first time in a while. But, no, nah, we're real people, bro. We do real things. Right. You know what I mean? We're not, we're not just always... We grind. Don't get it twisted, but we're yeah. not always behind these mics and behind the scenes. We we do things. We pop yeah, out in public. We have fun. We do things. So we're gonna start posting a little bit more on there, just so it looks a little bit more personal. Did you, you just have to tell our fans that we're cool people? Did yeah, you just I have mean, to like kind of convince them of that. <laughs> like, damn, we haven't done that already. All right, all right, all right. All right. That's Got true. some work That's to true. do. Got some work um, to do. Nah, sometimes, can, yo, it's funny because I've even watched podcasts of like famous people, and it's hard to like sometimes even peep like, yo, these guys actually live actual lives. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, low key, yeah. I don't know. Um, you can follow. Us on Twitter, our personal accounts, our producer at C Lathrop34, Manny Ruffin at Mukavelli, and myself at All Day AJ27, all on Twitter. The Facebook page is simply name of the podcast. You can go check that out as well. Have some clips on there as well. And the reason the, that we do the Facebook is it's not as active as, as everything else, but that's a different, and I've said this before, that's a different, you know. What's the Dem- uh, demographic? Thank demographic. You. That's what I'm a different, for. a different outlet. It is man. though. It is because that's a different age group of people on there. So we just want to get as much of it out to the biggest amount of audience that we can, right? Listen, man, we're just trying to reach the people, bro. Yes, sir. We're just trying to reach the people. And this podcast is on, um, like I said in the beginning, Vendetta Sports Media. So you can subscribe to their YouTube um, at Ven- uh, you know Vendetta Sports Media on YouTube, um, and we'll have the links in the description on the YouTube video, which is our YouTube video. Hit that fucking subscribe button for us. We're trying to grow this. Um, and as a family, growing this with the three of us, with the gang, and obviously helping Vendetta grow as they help us grow immensely as well. We have a good little partnership there, and uh, you know we're just happy to be with them and, and, and working hard at, at the to reach the same goal. So again, guys, this is I keep saying it every time, but this is just fucking the beginning. We're just getting started with the new cameras, as I point every single time. You've been listening to the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. My name is Alex Jacobs, but you can call me all day AJ. Let's go, baby. See you next Wednesday. See ya.